Kei ngā hau e whā o te motu naumai ki te hui. Ko mihi ngā rangi tēnei, e mihi atu nei, kia koutou katoa. Welcome to the hui, Māori Current Affairs for all Aotearoa. E taroa kenei. A drug rehabilitation facility at the centre of a police raid. Did you know that drugs were on the property? No, I didn't know. We look beyond the headlines at Ngā Kite Wānanga Solutions. She's taking people that are in the two hard box, you know. No one else wants to give us a go. These are our people we're trying to help. Those are our sons, those are our fathers, those are our grandfathers, those are our nephews. I'm helping our people. Yo, what's up, it's Eggplant Boys. I'm... Then it's the kai kaupapa that has TikTok racing to the kota. Mm. And that's just amazing what this positive energy together can attract. We're cooking with the Eggplant Boys. <laughs> <laughs> it was a police bus that hit the headlines, a sweeping raid that saw drugs, money and guns found at a rehabilitation centre, Ngā Kitewānanga Solutions in West Auckland. The wahine who runs the facility is a mother of three gang members and she's been criticised over what was found there. Our reporter Sarah Hall was given full access, exclusive access to the centre to learn more about it and the people there they're trying to help beat their addictions. Matilda Kahotia and her drug rehab centre are in the business of saving lives. She's taking people that are in the too hard box, you know. No one else wants to give us a go. Helping people with serious addictions become functional again. It's working. I can tell you it's working. I've seen it working. They're going home, they're staying home, they're working, they're reconnected with their families and their kids. Now she and her centre have been accused on social media and by Nationals' Mark Mitchell of being a front for gangs and drugs. Did you know that drugs were on the property? No, I didn't know. I didn't know there was drugs on the property. For Matilda Kahotia, the last month has been a living nightmare. Ngā Kete Wananga, the centre she's worked so hard to open, was raided in October by police as part of a wider crackdown on the gangs. Guns, money and drugs were found and a 38-year-old gang member was arrested. There were calls for the centre to be immediately shut down. Put them in a programme inside a remand centre rather than putting them out in the community. The questions are this, who's running these facilities? Have they been vetted? The inference was that somehow you knew your mother of gang members, they must be involved, and this is just a front for a gang pad. What would you say to that? No, it's not. It's a healing space. These are our people we're trying to help. We don't see the patch on the back. Those are our sons. Those are our fathers. Those are our grandfathers. Those are our nephews. I'm helping our people. It must be incredibly disappointing then for that to be thrown back in your face, as it were, after the police raid. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I was, oh, I was, I, I was disheartened. And I'm going to be honest, it wasn't so much that it, it was the effect it might have on my men. Those Tane clearly love Matilda. 
around this program, you guys are learning who you are and where you stem from. She can connect to these men in a way that many others can't because she's lived their story. A mother of three sons in the Headhunters, losing her fourth far too young. It was around drugs and violence. He was 17 um, when we lost him. Um, and, and of course, it was a big learning curve for our whole family. So it was really your son's death that is kind of behind all this kaupapa here? Yeah. This is what started it all? This is what started it all. That and the other experiences that my son, other sons were having. The men undergo three months of intense therapy. Does that mean cutting off people that are close to you? Yeah, actually no. Yeah. It would be a hard choice, but basically don't know if you want to change. That's it. They do 21 courses, including the 12-step program for addiction, parenting courses and anger management. You know, you're talking about your anger yeah. before, and it's now understanding how that works and why it, it's there. That's another kōrero on its own. Matilda, who has a bachelor's in te reo and taught at a kōhanga for 20 years, teaches a whakapapa course. It's learning about that you guys don't stand alone. There's a lot that came with you that made you who you guys are, and a lot you can be proud of. And of course, there's Te Reo. <laughs> How do you think this place differs from other drug rehabs? Everything we do here is all our values are around Tikanga Māori. Everything we deliver here. I believe our tikanga Māori values make a, a heck of a difference to these men. Levi Tapara and Richard Hakaraya recently graduated from the course. They were so gutted by the police raid, they've returned to show their support. I just yeah. need to come and hang out, you know? They come and hang out. Yeah, it's like... They're not bad guys. They no. get a different perspective. Both men have nothing but praise for Matilda and her team. I'm six months drug free from meth and I've got, I've got, I'm employed, making positive changes towards my family, my kids. What was some of the key things about this place that really kind of spoke to you? Um, whānau, tikanga, and um, reconnecting with my cultural heritage as Māori. It's all structured, there's rules here. Yeah. There were rules broken. Yeah, and it happens. Yeah, it will happen. It happens in prison too. For many, this rehab is their last chance. Richard Hakadaya applied to 10 facilities, but was turned down because of his serious criminal convictions. I've suffered from addiction since I was 12. You know, it was my way of coping with life. He says getting to the root of his trauma and drug addiction has changed his life. So I was involved in an incident um, 20 years ago. It cost another man his life. For the last 18 years, I've just used drugs to um, suppress the feelings and thoughts that came with that. So for you, this place really worked? This place worked magic. I'm two years clean. Oh, actually, I'm 23 months, three weeks and like four days. What do you say to the critics who really want to see Matilda shut down? They're making a big mistake because at the end of the day, we've all got to live in the community and returning to the community starts here at this rambling country property. 
the men get their hands dirty, learning new skills like caring for the beehives and tending the gardens. It's educating them to see the, the values in this work and can help with them on their pathway, on their journey of healing. They even come in questioning, what the heck are we doing this for fire? But once they come through the program and, and learn what it's about, kaitiakitanga, aroha, whanaunga, tanga, manakitanga, the seed's planted and, and it grows from there and they understand. Which makes the arrest last month so upsetting for Matilda. The man was a long-term resident of the rehab and she thought he was heading in the right direction. So Matilda, the man who was recently arrested here, he had actually been here five months and you said he'd been doing pretty well. Yeah, he, he was, he was doing really well. Um, he's making good connections with family he hadn't seen for years and his children that he hadn't seen for years. And even around here, we gave him a lead role in maintenance where he's looking after the tools and everything. So it must have just been really disappointing for you when he got arrested. Yeah, it was. It, it, it hit my heart. It, it, you know, it, was, it affected my mana um, and who I was as a person here. While the raid has cast a dark shadow over the centre, Matilda knows she's providing a critical service and she's determined to continue. I learnt from it too. I can't yeah. save everybody. I believed I could, I suppose. I'd love to save every guy that comes through here, but I've just been, you know, taught a big lesson I can't. Um, but I'm still going to have that belief. Keep trying, Fire. Yeah. Keep trying. I will. <laughs> I will. Next, we discuss the future of Tamaki Makaurau's water with Tangata Whenua. Iwi leaders are reacting to a new proposal by three mayors to manage drinking, storm and wastewater. Auckland's Wayne Brown and two Canterbury mayors are pro promoting an alternative to the government's three waters, are removing the provision for co-governance with iwi, leaving it instead as an option, not a requirement. Hei matapaki i tēnei takikoa, taimai nei a Ngārimu Bilea, hia mana tuarua o Ngāti Whātua o Rākei, rawa ko Tūkuroirangi Morgan, hia mana o Waikato Tainui. Yeah. Are you a supporter of the new um, proposal? We're open to it. Um, what do you yeah. like about it? Uh, well, so our last mayor campaigned uh, vociferously against uh, Three Waters and co-governance. Um, and the mayor that we have now um, is proposing that the local voice be given strength. Um, I guess what we've seen play out with Three Waters, uh, because there's only four entities, you're trying to squeeze 70 hapu and iwi into one uh, mega entity that people miss out and um, it's turned out we've missed out. So the, the iwi of central Auckland with the densest population um, and the, arguably the worst pollution, we haven't got a voice at the table. So we're all about local voice and if this uh, new option uh, gives that, then um, you know we have to be open to it. Tuku, uh, you've always said you're a supporter of Three Waters. What do you think you know, what, was there any need to change? Where's the representation oh, of Māori there? I think the proposal being mooted by the three mayors is rubbish. Mm. They think that, uh, that, that this is the first opportunity for, for, for iwi across this country to have a, a seat at the table and, and they can operate in an equitable way. Uh, you know, Ngārimu talks about, um, you know, uh, being minimised at the table. 
uh, you know, uh, his chair uh, came to the iwi leaders uh, yesterday and uh, supported three waters. So, I mean, for me, Waikato Tainui, Waikato Tainui, don't know, this is Marama Rural, actually, uh, your chair. So, uh, the Waikato Tainui, 75% of, of this city's water comes into Auckland off our lands, Hunua Dams and Waikato River. 75%. Mm -hmm. So we do that not because uh, 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 we need to, we do that because it's our contribution to the health and well-being of the city and the areas beyond the city. So, you know, uh, uh, including the rural community. So I was at Watercare the other day, very clear. Waikato Tainu makes a huge contribution to the water supply into the city. Mm -hmm. That's our obligation. That's an ongoing responsibility that we have. That's right. And then when it gets into the city, I mean, I think that all uh, iwi within Tāmiki Makoto acknowledge that, you know, hunia, ahunua, um, you've got the one, the reservoirs from out west, you've got the Waikato River, but the, we're dealing with stormwater also, we're dealing with drinking, once it's turned into drinking water, and um, th those are really big responsibilities for iwi that live in the central city. How do you propose that you get a, a seat at the table? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the part of the three mayors' proposal that we would like to see is that there is a mandatory uh, place for iwi at the table, not to leave it um, to chance. And so well, isn't we're, 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 now? we're into co government. Isn't it chance now? Because they're saying that actually every community can decide, pick and choose if they want to even yeah, work well, with um, Māori. That's where, I, we're probably, uh, don't dis where I disagree with their proposal. So we're into co governance, it's just having the right Māori around the table. And what we've experienced in the last 20 years. Uh, with the co-governance arrangements across Aotearoa here, as they have the wrong Māori around the table, um, often we're left out, and we're the ones who live here. That's a debatable point. Well, it is, because it's not an iwi problem. This is a framework that's been created by governance, governments and councils, and Ngāri Mū does have a point there. There's 19... Well, we, uh, we, uh, we're an iwi of 83,000 people. Ngāti Pātua Kiorāka have mm -hmm. just over 4,000 people. And, the and, and, and we have one voice, that's me. Mm. That's one, uh, me. Ngāti Whātua have one voice mm. at, that, at that same table, chosen by Ngāti Mu himself, Anahera. Chosen by him. Yeah. Not by me, but my area put me up because I represent 83,000 tribal members in this way. And so, uh, uh, but I just want to say that actually the proposal that been, uh, that's been mooted by the Mayor of Auckland and his Pahia mates from Christchurch and Dunedin is rubbish because there is no clear plan as to how Māori are to engage, iwi are to engage. So, you know, I mean, just because Ngāti Pāti Kiorake, Ngāti Mu has a cosy relationship with the new mayor, well, good on him. Good on him. But the issue for me is what's good for Māori yeah. in this community? And what's the, good for the and, other iwi in this community? And relationships are really, really important. Absolutely. And say good on him. But Ngāti Mu, you know, you, like Tukudit makes a good point, you have got actual mana whenua, you know, who are living on their lands, and Ngāti Whātua is a great example of that. New in Auckland, because it's a big city, we have lots of um, Māori that, that, that don't live in their own Takiwana here in Aotearoa, uh, in Tāmaki Makoto. So how do you accommodate or how do you fight for the rights of other iwi and other Māori inside this new plan? Yes, yeah, so this is the problem with trying to, trying to shoehorn 70, 80 hapū uh, mm. into, into one entity. So... 
I mean, we've got iwi putting their hand up from down in Thames and are being put into this entity, which is kind of patently wrong. And yeah, our, our iwi goes from Maunganui to Tamaki, and so we have one rep there that's meant to try to represent rural and urban, and uh, that person is actually representing uh, the rural side, uh, not the urban. So we have, uh, in effect, missed out, and we won't have anyone on the, um, uh, the corporate board either. And I understand there'll be people who are uh, heavy with affiliations to the Do you acknowledge, though, that Waikato Tainui, because of it, the significant relationship it has with the awa of Waikato mm. and that, that river? Oh, that yeah, no. Totoko Fananga from Waikato, they, they have every right in, in Tamaki. And um, we, we didn't want the water, we oppose those consents, but we have it and we're grateful for it. So, so uh, see, the issue for us is that, you know, uh, the, uh, uh, there are families in Orake that are our families too. We are whakapapa bound together. We are inextricably bound. We are one and the same. So, you know, when I, uh, when I listen to the rhetoric by these pareas, and I'm talking about Wayne Brown and his mates, huh? there is a clear absence of Māori at that table. There's no plan. There will never be a plan because those pareas are very clear in their own minds. There is no seat at the table. So, so what do we do then? So if this, if, if this proposal is, because the Prime Minister's already said she'll listen, so if it does change and Three Waters turns into something else, what's your message Minister, to the government? Minister has reaffirmed her stance yesterday as the iwi leaders in Taupo that there will, no be, uh, uh, there will not be any retrenchment from their position in Three Waters. The iwi leaders have given their complete and total support. This is a body that has 64 iwi, embracing this kaupapa. 64 iwi around the country what, uh, 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 in relation to Three Waters. What would it take Ngāti Whātua Orake to support the Three Waters proposal as it is now? Um, yeah, I think there's still some more water to go under the bridge, but we've got to have the right people around the table, and what mm. we're seeing currently, we don't have the right people. There are people from outside of Aldor here uh, being placed uh, as we speak, and we don't agree with that. Well, so you're looking at, like, you want to see what some real true um, co-governance with mana whenua and then people who well, have can relationships I just say with white water. Yes. Me. All of us are dealt the same cards. There is only one person from from Maiwi, and we have interests all the way into Tāmaki. The issue for me is how do we broker a better future for our people? What does that voice look like? So while we has concerns... His chair at the iwi leaders in Taupo has given her full support on behalf of Ngāti Whāti Kiorake, Marama Royal. Mm. So the issue that I have is, let's get on. We are, we, uh, we, uh, we, uh, we are working for the benefit of all Māori. No. And I can, I can be selfish about my own iwi and my own, uh, and my own iwi interests here because 75% of the water that comes into the city comes from, uh, from, from water on my lands. But I'm... This... This is more about how can we broker a better tomorrow for Māori across this country. You've only got a little bit of time to finish, but I'm going to leave it with you. Can you work with that, that idea of how do we make, broker a better uh, deal for Māori? Oh, we, we'll play whatever's in front of us, um, but uh, you know we were more hopeful uh, that the Three Waters proposals would be better than they are, and as it's playing out, we can't really see that, which is why we're open uh, to the Mayor's proposal current mayor's proposal around um, leaving it to the local, um, the ahika, the people who actually live next to these rivers, to the, to the Waitamata, uh, to have a real say in, in how water's managed. He kai a te rangatira, good food for thought. Thank you, tēnā kōrua. Tēnā Next, we check out a bromance cooked in the kitchen. The eggplant boys are next.
Araki mai anō. Charlie Farrelly Grua and Seymour Harrison are best mates who share a passion for cooking kai and meaningful kōrero. They've been cooking up a storm for the past three years, ditching their day jobs as a tattoo artist and DJ to pursue their culinary dreams. Using te reo Māori in their kitchen chat, the boys are bringing people together, encouraging op openness and vulnerability for better mental health. Anei te pūrongo a Rawani Pereira. Yo, what's up, it's Eggplant Boys. I'm Seymour, I'm Charlie. This is a bromance founded on food. Hey bro, do you want to make a cooking show? Bro, hard. <laughs> and there you have it, everybody. Hungry boys hanging out in the kota. Mm. Can't wait to taste it. Having a kōrero and a katakata. Yeah. You guys have to wait. You have to wait. <laughs> but there's also a serious side to their kitchen conversations. Using kai to get people talking and feeling less alone. And that's just, you know, it's just amazing what, what this positive, um, you know, energy together can kind of um, attract. Audio sync, one, two, three. Got it. Charlie Farrelly Grewer and Seymour Harrison were born to perform in front of the camera. Let's move over to the grill now, guys. Follow us. On TikTok and Instagram, the duo are better known as the Eggplant Boys, sharing their recipes through bite-sized, mouth-watering videos. Mozzarella. There's a lot of bad energy out there, and we like, hope to be like that. You know, positive, positive vibe for people. Although they banter like an old married couple. Now we are going to have an argument. The two are unanimous when it comes to packing their food full of flavour. There's no recipes with these cooks who create kai on the fly. Cooking is our creative outlet, and we love being creative and being innovative and trying new things all the time. Every time we cook something, it's slightly different to the last time we cooked it. We, we learn and we change it and it tastes better. Flip it on. Check out this corned beef too. What their food lacks in technique, it makes up for in flavour. That's kind of what, what drives us, you know, like is taste and, um, and trying to use whole ingredients in their most raw form as possible to to build build something that is new. Like like you can see in front of you, you know, using you know watercress and spring onions to create a pesto that we like to match that up with content um, to hopefully provide people with inspiration to do it themselves. You really want to encourage people to get into the kitchen and not be too shy to try. It's more about the things that you're learning along the way than it is about what you're gonna get in the at the end of it. There's no failing if you're being creative. The boys speak from personal experience. Before they met almost three years ago by chance, both Charlie and Seymour were going through tough times. There was a situation that was happening in my life and it um, forced me to be in the trenches, uh, which, you know, like, it, it, uh, it made me tunnel vision and it made me not see the support that I had around me and because I, I let that get to me. For Charlie, it was his mother's passing. My world was just destroyed. I had a lot of loss and a lot of loneliness, 
um, and I really just didn't know how I was going to get through it. Sometimes we feel alone, you know, and sometimes we're surrounded by human beings and we feel like there's no one there. They found their salvation in the kitchen. Today I'm joined by Instagram duo Charlie and Seymour Aka, the eggplant boys. And have gained a following with mental wellness advocates like Sir John Kerwin. Cooking is one of my mental health tools that I use every single day to switch my brain off and uh, these boys are not shy on creative ideas. Through Kai, the pair want to promote what they call positive masculinity, encouraging Tane to not be afraid to show their vulnerability. Well, we always check up on each other, you know, just randomly too. Even if we're both feeling like we're on top of the world at the same time, still check. That's a big thing, you know, like having someone that you can work with and then also be like, bro, you all good? Like, how's everything all good? That thing we just ate was really helped facilitate that conversation and now let's get back to the mahi and smash it. The healthier ways, eh? there's healthier ways to deal with a lot of things, people. Yeah. Way healthier. Yeah. There's also a sprinkling of te reo throughout their videos. And let the flavours simmer. Tereo and ingredients Seymour from Mangamuka in the far north wants to learn and use more of. These kūtai are going to steam open. Kātahi, kāri te kite kai. Right. I'm 31 now, and you know I'm not I'm not fluent, and so just of late I've been, you know, taking classes, Tereo classes. Uh, it's still early stages. Yeah, it's never too late. Early days, but the boys are committed to this kai kaupapa and creating a future in it. Their social media clips have developed into a six-part series on YouTube. We're making breakfast shakshuka lasagna today. What's shakshuka? So shakshuka is like, basically, you make like a tomato paste saucy thing like this that's quite thick. For their next course, they're going from online to in-person, securing this commercial kitchen to feed their 3,000 followers. This is the next step. Welcome to our new whare. We want to create this space for um, people to come in and dine in with us, you know, while we cook and they're right here with us. Anything that we can do to encourage people to cook, especially males. Seymour wants to show others who are struggling what cooking has done for him, celebrating how creating tasty morsels of food has changed his life. Felt that one, bro. That was clean. I'm here, I've got a, you know, a TV show, a, a new best friend, a, you know, a loving partner, a happy child, you know, a golf cart with a girl on the back. <laughs> what more could an eggplant boy want? <laughs> Rawe reka hoki, na Rawani Pereira te rākōrero, ko hikina te hui e huama noho ora mai. Te puna whakatongarewa te hui i tautoko.